You're listening to Creating Impact Through Giving, a podcast brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, providing you with the stories, techniques, and tools around impactful giving. On this show, we'll talk to donors, professional advisors, nonprofit leaders, and our own team of experts to identify charitable strategies that have resulted in some of our most impactful gifts. You know, when I moved to this part of the country, I was told that the people living here in Oklahoma were truly the salt of the earth. They were generous, they were giving, and I have to tell you that after being here for 25 plus years, I still find that to be quite true even today. And that's what our podcast is about today. It's giving back to our community and to the causes that we all love. Hi, I'm Dan Martell, and I want to welcome you back to our monthly podcast, Creating Impact Through Giving, which is brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. Well, it's that time of year again when our emails, our mailboxes at home, and our texts light up from organizations looking for a little help. It's the season of giving, and what better time than now to look around you, count your blessings, and consider donating to your favorite charity or nonprofit. You know, many of us have a cause that we are passionate about, and the Oklahoma City Community Foundation has been helping donors for years with their year-end giving gifts, and they can help you too. Today, we're going to be talking with Joe Carter, the Vice President of Development with the Foundation, and Joe will give us some perspective on how the Community Foundation can help guide individuals just like you when it comes to your year-end charitable giving. We'll also be speaking to Ron Ward. Ron owns Ward Construction in Oklahoma City, a full-service commercial general contractor and construction management company. And Ron has been serving Oklahoma City and the surrounding areas for 40 years. We'll ask Ron about his connection to the Oklahoma City Community Foundation and what his thoughts are on giving back to the community. So let's bring our first guest in, Joe Carter. Joe, welcome back to Creating Impact of Giving. Thanks, Dan. Happy to be here. Joe, it's that time of year when many of the people that you all work with here at the foundation work directly uh, with you and uh, they're thinking about year-end giving. I want to talk a little bit about how folks are, are giving and why it's important. So we know that Giving Tuesday has come and gone. It, it started back in uh, 2012, and it's become quite a phenomenon. And although we've, we've, we've kind of gone past that, I know that there's still plenty of time to consider making year-end gifts. Are there tools that you all work with here at the foundation when it comes to year-end giving and, and other, other methods like that? Sure. I mean, the, the, the thing about charitable giving is it is the season right now, usually beginning Thanksgiving to December, when a lot of the charities are doing appeal letters, asking for year-end giving. And a lot of times it's, it's on the top of mind. It's just become a custom, if you will. People thinking about charitable deductions and tax deductions at year-end. And so what we do a lot here at the foundation is oftentimes, especially some of those that have uh, tax situations or what have you, we do donor advised funds. And so their accountant, their tax attorney, or some of their advisors may have told them it's that time of year, you've got a lot of capital gains and appreciated stocks. You've got, you know, opportunities that are out there. And it's such a short period of time that they're like, well, yeah, I'd like to do something charitable, but I just don't know what charity to give it to right now. So a donor advised fund is actually a, a fantastic tool. And that's what we work with a lot of donors here this time of the year, especially is people that come in and, and make a year-end gift to a donor advice fund, get their immediate charitable deduction, and then that gives the, allows them or affords them the opportunity to make gifts or grants to charities sure. into the future at some point in time. 
So with a, a donor advice fund, I know you guys call them DAFs, so we'll, we'll refer to it as a DAF. So uh, with one of these DAFs, can you bundle several years of giving, let's say, into maybe a single tax year? And that's exactly the strategy. I mean, once the standardized deduction went to you know $12,000 per person and it took a lot of people out of the itemizing, then there are several people that would do charitable giving. But unfortunately, if they weren't itemizing, um, you know, they may have given away $15,000 a year traditionally, but they didn't have any other things to itemize. And now all of a sudden, they don't really get any charitable deduction for that. So using a DAF to put maybe two or three or four years of gifts into one year, then they can get a large charitable deduction that year. And then in subsequent years, they can make the grants out to charity, but they can go back to using the standardized deduction. And then once the donor advice fund gets low enough, they can just re-ante or take advantage of itemizing again and then going back to the standard deduction for the next few years. I know, um, you know, this this time of year, you know, people tend to get a little bit creative. And, and I know that we, we sort of can help them here at the foundation get really creative as well. So I want to know, um, you know, we know that folks can also perhaps use an IRA of, of sorts to make a charitable distribution. Is that correct? And how does that actually work? Yeah, so... In the prior to the Secure Act, uh, the rules were when somebody has a traditional IRA, they're required to take a minimum distribution out of that at age 70 and a half. So back in 2006, a law was changed that allowed you to gift up to $100,000 per person in the household uh, to give money directly from your IRA to charity, and you would not have to include that on your taxable income. So it was a great opportunity to use. Uh, retirement dollars for charitable purposes. Otherwise, if you took ownership of that distribution, you would have to pay tax on it. The SECURE Act that passed a couple years ago raised the level of RMD up into 72. However, they left the IRA rule or the charitable rollover rule intact. So 70 and a half, you can still make gifts out of your IRA at 70 and a half, even though you're not required to take a minimum distribution until 72. Oh, interesting. That's fascinating. Uh, I, I know right now, you know, if you think about the economy, we've really been experiencing some of the worst inflation in more than 40 years. A lot of people are having a hard time releasing their cash. So if, if somebody comes to you, Joe, and they say, hey, I want to make a gift through stocks um, or something in that realm, is that all doable? Absolutely. And I think one of the big things we're seeing right now, in fact, I just talked to a donor about this a few minutes ago, is you know, we've had a tremendous run in the market for the last three or four years. And this year, in the last year, year and a half or so, it's not been quite as good. And so from a psychology standpoint, we see that we don't have as much left in our stock account today as we did a year ago. But then if you look at it on paper, we may still have 100 or 150 percent gain in that particular stock. So it's still worthy to, to look at your overall portfolio, including cash, to determine are there some stocks that it might be a, a nice time to exit, and if so, maybe that's what I give to charity and hang on to my cash. And if you got your cash, you can always buy back into the stock market, but always consider appreciated property first and foremost. I want to stay on that topic, Joe. Um, you know, as you just mentioned, the last year and a half, people have kind of looked at their portfolios and, and with, with some raised eyebrows, to, to say the least. Uh, if this is the case, how do you see donors here in the community responding to, you know, something like year in giving? 
Well, that's a great question. And I think um, from most donors, if they're very loyal to the mission, very loyal to the charity, uh, that's not going to stop them from giving. I mean, we see that traditionally. Uh, and the pandemic was a great example of that. When the pandemic hit, it was a, you know, basically a, a, a foregone conclusion that, oh my gosh, every charity is going to struggle during the pandemic. Nobody's going to give. Can't go to the rubber chicken dinner. You can't go play in a golf tournament. But yet what we saw during the pandemic is many charities actually had record-breaking years, year over year. And it's because they had good stewardship. They had a good mission statement. They were able to tell the donor exactly how their money was being spent. And we're also able to express that even though the pandemic hit and doors were closed, services were still going, especially in, in uh, social services and hospital environments and things like that. So the doors may have been closed to the rubber chicken dinner, but it was still having to support you their bet. clientele. So Absolutely. Okay, so a couple things. Um, what are some of the reasons people do wait? You know, you have donors that contribute certain times of the year and things like that. But when it comes to this, oh, my gosh, I got to do something now. What is, what's the biggest factor and why, why people do wait toward the end of the year? And, and it seems to be a good time when, as you mentioned, a lot of nonprofit charitable organizations out there are, are, are aware of it. Well, yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. I, I think one of the things that the Community Foundation does, and we do well, is try to help donors uh, think differently. So to your point of why do people wait, well, oftentimes because it's very transactional. They've gotten a letter in the mail, they get the checkbook out, and they write a check to charity. Charity asked, they were willing to do it, and they were, probably are not going to think about that again until next year right. when they get that letter and they get That's their right. checkbook out. Yep. And one of the things that we do as a foundation here is we try to get people to think more along the line as an investor rather than a donor. And so a lot of times what that means is, is breaking the cycle of that transactional gift and being a little bit more aware of the impact that you can have as a donor. And so, so many people that we work with here utilize their donor advised funds to have that impact from January to December versus just that, that November 25th to December 31st. Right. So right. Uh, nothing wrong with being transactional, nothing with being wrong with being a donor, but I think the majority of the people are just accustomed. That's our society. Well, I like what you just said, too. I think you said something that uh, I've, I've not heard here, and it, it makes total sense, and I think our listeners will agree, too, is when, you're, when you do become a donor here, if you think of it more as, as an investor, I think that that's a, kind of a neat way to, to look at things. So, Joe, I know you have many donors affiliated with the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. You've been here for a long time. Uh, what's the best way to encourage donors to consider year-end giving uh, to be a good time to make a charitable gift if they don't think of themselves as an investor throughout the year? Well, I think one of the things, as we've talked about, obviously we can help you on the, the transactional portion as far as what type of gift to make, whether that's cash, non-cash, real estate, oil and gas. I mean, we can help you with a variety of different gifts. But I think, too, we really want to be there and walk alongside of you and help you understand, hey, when you make a grant to charity, let's look to see what kind of impact that you want to have on that particular charity. And it could be where they've got a program or something that's happening in April that we can reach back out and say, hey, did you know there's a such and such event going on or, you know, there's a new dog shelter being provided right now or being built or there's a capital campaign for this. So there's many times throughout the year where organizations need funding. Um, but organizations and donors have just gotten accustomed to that, that year-end piece. 
I know that, uh, you know, the reputation here of, uh, of, of you and your team are, are, are pretty stellar throughout the community. And I know that you guys get very, very busy this time of year at the foundation. Um, easiest way for somebody to reach out, what, what's the best way for them to, to, to give you a call or go online? What's the best way? Well, I think if you're not familiar with the Community Foundation and you want to have a little bit better understanding of who we are and what we do, certainly go to our website, www.occf.org, oscarcharliecharliefrank.org. That will give you a lot of insight as far as who we are as a community foundation, being the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. And maybe after you've gone on and seen some of the ways in which the foundation interacts with the community and our donors and our professional advisors, Maybe then you can either send us an email. You can email me directly at j.carter, C-A-R-T-E-R, at OCCF.org. Or certainly we, we're uh, more than happy to have a, a phone conversation with you. My direct number is 405-606-2914. That's 405-606-2914. Or certainly call the main number at 405-235-5603, 405-235-5603. Five six zero three. That's our main line, and just ask for anybody on the development team. But uh, I think the biggest thing is we're getting down to crunch time, and so depending on uh, what you're trying to accomplish through your philanthropy, uh, give us a call sooner than later. Sounds good, Joe. Um, always great having you uh, on this podcast. Your uh, knowledge of uh, you know working with donors uh, throughout our community has been. Uh, unprecedented and uh, we appreciate all you do for the foundation and our community so thanks for being with us on the podcast we look forward to many more lively discussions on a variety of different topics down the road so thank you again well and dan i want to add one last thing please uh because uh we do service a lot of donors on their dafts and what have you but i would encourage people to go onto our website we have lots of matching opportunities for our charitable organization endowment fund holders um so you could you could very well easily double your gift or at least uh, get a one to three match. They have several organizations right now currently in a match. And so I would certainly uh, encourage you to go on and see how you can have double the impact on your your current giving here at year end. Outstanding. Thanks for that uh, last little bit of advice. Thanks, Joe. Now we want to bring in Ron Ward of Ward Construction. Ron was referred to the Community Foundation by his good friend, Bill Trammell, who is an Edward Jones advisor. Ron and his family support a wide range of nonprofits here locally and some nationally. Ron, thanks for agreeing to be our guest today on Creating Impact Through Giving. We are glad you are here, sir. Thank you. So, Ron, I'm going to jump into just a handful of questions. You know, this whole thing as we talk about giving, and especially this time of year, year in giving, uh, I know that, uh, you know, donors like you to the foundation, this is sort of an important time of year. So first question, before we get into some of that, how are things going in the world of construction today? And has the economy affected your business in any way? Well, it, it, it has affected our business. Uh, surprisingly, the construction business is reasonably strong. Uh, obviously, interest rates and the, the overall economy is going to affect our business uh, going forward, I think. Uh, we've kind of fought through things like supply chain issues and, and you know, getting um, uh, projects manufactured and shipped to the job and those kinds of things. So it's, uh, it's got its difficulties. Absolutely. Well, hopefully things will uh, turn around one of these days soon and things will, uh, will keep going in the right direction. So how long have you been a donor with the Oklahoma City Community Foundation? And tell us about uh, your financial advisor and how you first were introduced to the foundation. Well, 
um, of course, we've been in you know the donor business, I guess you call it that, uh, uh, for a number of years. But uh, but we didn't have a uh, what I would say an organized uh, donor system. Let's sure. call it. Um, and in I think it was 2015, um, we had a kind of a real estate project where we sold some real estate, and and there was a good it was a good opportunity to to take some funds and put into a long-term endowed type of situation. Absolutely. Um, and I think uh, that's when I sat down with Bill and said, who does this? How, do we, how would we do this? Uh, we obviously manage, between Bill and I, we manage our portfolio of, of, of stuff. But we, when, you, when you put it into, for instance, uh, the donor advised fund, which we have, uh, somebody else manages it. But the so I sat down with Bill and Bill started talking and we then we talked to Joe and we had several things we were looking at but but the the Oklahoma City Community Foundation was uh, turned out to be a really good uh, let's call it a, a a conduit to do what we wanted to do absolutely yeah they had the ability to manage our funds give us some some say into that uh, uh, you know mo- most of that is. Um, is kind of defined by okay, what's the length of time your money's going to be here? If if we're talking about a, a large fund that is, I say a large fund, a fund of of money that's going to stay for a you know a generations. Sure. Then then you want to uh, to set it up in terms of investments that you don't worry about short term market fluctuations. Uh, so. So um, Bill and I and Joe talked about it. And we kind of arrived at what's called the donor advisor fund, which gives us some a lot of say in both the 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 uh, donation side of it and the, the money management side of it. And that seemed to be a really good way to do it. So we transferred the money in, and um, and it has done quite well. Excellent. Well, I know that, uh, you know, working with Joe and uh, his team of experts uh, here at the foundation um, is probably pretty beneficial in, in helping yes. guide you. With, uh, I, can, uh, I can't say enough good things about the, the way it's, it's – uh, they take care of all the things that, uh, you know, that, that drives our accountants right. crazy. Right, and, exactly. Uh, and and that's, that in itself is worth it to all of us. And uh, uh, their management, you know, you don't worry about what they're – you know, how they're managing them. Sure, sure. Joe was telling us um, that you have been supporting the El Reno Public School Foundation by offering matches to them to increase scholarship support. Tell us a little bit about how that came about and what you do. That's, uh, yeah, it's one of my passions. Of course, you know, everybody that that kind of donates money, they they, they always have passions of, you know, what they want want to see it, you know, happen. Um, Education is kind of mine you know i'm from oklahoma state university uh, down to the the little town that, that i've lived in for years was in el reno and i was i served on the initial board of that public school foundation um so i knew kind of what they were doing uh and and one of the things that we were able, kind of been able to do is to find those little niches where where you can take what money you donate and leverage that into significantly more money, uh, uh, larger pools of money. For instance, matching funds, absolutely, or, or people that say, "Okay, I'll pool my money with your money, and we'll make a bigger pile or a bit, you know, make a bigger impact." And uh, so that was fun. We we got started with it. I just said, 
what if I do this? What if we do this over a three year period? Uh, Do you have people that would, that would uh, buy into the match? And they did. And, and, and not only, and and to to bring Joe into it, Joe and the, and the, 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 the uh, community fund, you know, helped the foundation in, in uh, the El Reno foundation in kind of best practices, you know, things that they had seen that worked in other places. Absolutely. And those were, those, those, that was pretty exciting because it, it was a it was a great success. Still going, basically. What are some of the other charitable causes that you like to support, and why do you feel that this time of year, year end, plays an important role when it comes to people making charitable gifts? Well, some of the some of the things in the year end have to do with tax planning, but uh, you sure. know, no, that's, that's a totally a legit fact, answer. And it, and it yeah. is and it is what what a lot of people do, and yeah. we, and we're not we're not unlike that. But um, but I think. Um, it, I, you know, I kind of look at the overall project and say, okay, how can, how can I, uh, I use the term move the needle, uh, because you can, you, you can give, um, I mean, if I said, okay, I'm going to give, uh, $20,000 to, to, uh, United fund. Well, I, I don't move the needle any more than anybody else to, to, to that large of fund. But if, if I can say, all right, I, I can, Leverage a certain amount of money with uh, other pro- with other people, other projects. Help them in the expertise of getting things either built or or projects off the ground. For instance, like the you know the the foundations fund. Um, then you you've moved the needle, so to speak, and got got moved it much further than you would have no- you normally yeah. if it was just you doing it by yourself. And those are those to me are really exciting and I've, I've been able to be a part of several of those and really enjoyable what are some of the other causes you like to support I mean, you mentioned education is your big one obviously that's well a, that's it, a big... what what i've tried to try to do anytime i um and 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 uh uh institutions like osu or or um el reno they always have projects that are um structures you know like a building or a you know, a, yeah. a, a Spear School of Business, let's say at OSU. I don't, I don't mind, you know, putting in bricks and mortar. But uh, what I did was half of those the, those donations were to scholarship endowment. All right. Uh, so I know that you know we talked a little bit. About you you said some good things about working with uh, the team here at the foundation. When you work with these uh, with Joe and, and and a lot of his staff, um, tell me a little bit about the experience and how how that all works for you. Well, I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, if I call Joe today and I said, "Joe, here's my issue or whatever," I, I, it'll be it'll it'll be taken care of. Or, or we might collaborate on something. I mean, he he was very involved in the in the project with the El Reno Foundation, and and the the thing that the Oklahoma City Community Foundation has been able to do is they they see a whole variety of different things that. Ordinarily, I wouldn't. I would never see. Um, they they can give you a lot of best practices. You know how did how did this this entity do it? How's that entity doing? And so so you get to see some uh, some things that are that saying these are really working in the marketplace. Right. And and um, and they have gotten large enough throughout the community to be able to do that. And and that's I think that's huge. That's a big outstanding. Big, 
Well, we have been talking with uh, Ron Ward today of Ward Construction, uh, talking about uh, the importance of giving back to the community, especially this time of year during what's known as sort of the year-end giving boy. And, and many donors have a lot of reasons for, for uh, waiting till the end of the year. But uh, Ron, we appreciate you uh, being with us today. You're welcome. Well, that about wraps it up for us today. And I want to thank all of you for listening and tuning in. And remember, there's still plenty of time to consider making a charitable contribution to your favorite cause or nonprofit. Remember, one person can make a difference. Imagine what we can all do together. The Oklahoma City Community Foundation is here to assist you and answer any questions you may have if you are thinking about giving back to your community. Join us again next month. We're going to be talking about endowments and the solutions the Oklahoma City Community Foundation can provide for nonprofits through matching dollars. Our guest will be Jennifer Meckling, the Director of Charitable Organization Endowment Program here at the Foundation, and Liz Charles, Senior Program Officer with the Kirkpatrick Family Fund. We'll also have Dr. Joe Leonard on the podcast, who has been a longtime donor to the Community Foundation, to get his thoughts on matching gifts. This should be an informative discussion that every nonprofit will want to tune in for. We look forward to having you back with us again next month. Until then, I'm Dan Martin, and we'll see you again on Creating Impact Through Giving. Creating Impact Through Giving is brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, a nonprofit that works with donors to create charitable funds that benefit our community both now and in the future. For all episodes and more information, visit occf.org impact. Thanks for listening today, and I'd like to leave you with this. Everybody wants to create some kind of impact in your community. What would you like to do? Contact the Oklahoma City Community Foundation and let us help you turn your legacy into a reality today. See you next time.